What's up, everybody? My name is Joshua T. Berglund, and we are live for the very first time on the Live Mana Network. Thank you so much for being here. Um, actually, I haven't even done a real live broadcast in, I think, a year. So this is going to be fun. I look forward to seeing your comments. I can't promise that we're going to get to them uh, right away. I have no idea how the flow of this conversation is going to go. Um, and this is something I'm definitely going to pray about. Um, as you guys know by now, if you're here, you know that we got deplatformed off of two networks, right? When you thought streaming TV was safe <laughs> and uh, uncensorable, that evidently is not the case. Um, but by the grace of God and your support, uh, I kid you not, there, the amount of support that you all gave us uh, helped make this network possible. Like literally on Good Friday, our network died. And uh, we were resurrected on Monday, and I'm not mocking uh, the Lord Jesus Christ whatsoever when I say that, but I got to tell you, the timing was something else. Um, but thank you. This is the this is the no the digital Noah's Ark, uh, meaning that we intend to be a lifeboat for all truth tellers, people that are sharing the unfiltered gospel. We are very excited that we uh, we actually have a channel dedicated to ministries. Uh, all over the world that preach the true word of God. Um, and and it's a, we want to highlight those ministries. So we have one channel out of the 10 that we're starting with that will be dedicated to the unfiltered gospel. And then, of course, where we are now, uh, you will find this program along with many others. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because I want to get to our guests, but I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for you being here. Um, you know, Talking about CPS, Child Protective Services, has been something that I never actually thought that would be a subject that I would be talking about. Um, I dated a girl uh, several years ago for a couple months. We just remained friends. And um, we uh, uh, that program, sorry, my phone's ringing for some reason. Uh, <laughs> but I watching what she went through uh, to get her child back was, was one thing. However, after we started interviewing different traffic, human trafficking survivors, all of a sudden this subject of child protective services kept roaring back. Um, and we've interviewed quite a few people now that are in this fight. This story hits home a little bit closer than I would, I, I would like to admit. And the only reason why is because, you know, I grew up working with children with complex disabilities. And to hear how the state of Arizona took advantage of, uh, I don't even know what the right words are, but to hear how they use this system to take the custody of, 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 of this poor woman's child and then other children is one of the most disgusting and heartbreaking things I've ever seen in my life. And here's why. Children with disabilities don't exactly get cared for the same way um, in, in the foster care system. In fact, a lot of children don't get taken care of in the foster care system. But taking on, taking on, um, I, okay, I see you now. I can see him in the background. Um, taking on this responsibility of caring for a child with a complex disability like cerebral palsy is an undertaking that takes a village. And I, I just that in itself is heartbreaking to me because there is a special connection with a disabled child and the mother 
that I can't, I can't, again, don't even have the words to describe. So I'm going to let her do it. Look, this has got, I've got piles of evidence that we will not be able to go into, but at the end of this broadcast, when we publish on livemana.org, you'll be able to see all of these documents and you'll be able to see the evidence that proves that what they're about to say is real. And the other thing this is to wake you up to is that this can happen to anybody. This can happen to anyone, not not just them, not just the neighbor down the street, you. So this is important you pay attention because they're going to give a lot of tips. They are here to bring attention and awareness to the subject so it doesn't happen to you. So with that said, we'll be right back after this. I've got a brand new technology, so I hope I don't mess it up. We'll be right back after this. I'm rolling out the red carpet, the red carpet, the red carpet. You want them rolling out the red carpet, the red carpet, the red carpet. You want the finer things, the diamond rings, designer jeans, all minor things in the widest scheme. But at what cost to realize your dreams? Been bleeding in the wheel more, put the crown of thorns on, spill more. My mic bloody cause I kill more, but I'm still poor. Bottom is where I started, but I get to the top and park it. Bug up in a harlot, my battery need charging. And to reach my target is the illest in the market. It's some liquid from my arteries, but spill onto the carpet, yeah. Everybody want fame, nobody wanna work for it. Want them all to know your name, don't wanna see no hurt for it. You wanna rolling out the red carpet, the red carpet, the red. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sarah and Carla Johnson. There they are. I see him. <laughs> oh. No. Really? This is why I stopped going live. Are you kidding me? Oh, no. Oh, that's embarrassing. Are you kidding me? Oh, no. They keep disappearing. All that buildup. Oh, my goodness. All right. I want you to check this out. So I'm not going to waste time here. Let's get into this. Sarah, who was first... A first-time mother at 19 years old, when her first child, Isaiah, suffered a birth injury due to medical malpractice. He was diagnosed at seven months old with cerebral palsy. Uh, I need to scroll down here. Uh, Arizona's child welfare system began tracking him and his mother right after birth and seized him at 14 months old with the false allegation of medical neglect. CPS entered Sarah's name on the, the central registry within two weeks of his removal, denied her court hearing, and without an investigation, labeled her child abuser for the next 25 years. CPS subsequ subsequently removed her other three sons, Freddie and Hosea, directly from the hospital after birth, and Jaden at eight months old. Judges in every Arizona, Arizona court suppressed, ignored, and struck from the record Sarah's expulatory evidence, which proved her innocence. They also conspired, colluded, and covered up the crimes of welfare workers, police officers, and court-appointed attorneys and attorney generals. The reason I'm not going to just read this whole thing is because this goes on and on and on. And look, we're going to have to do this interview again, and unfortunately, I'm going to have to kill it. But I'm just going to sit here and talk about this for a second. 
Don't get it twisted. Our, we have people in our government. We have people in our foster care system. We have people that work for CPS. We have people that work for the police department. We have people that work on the border. We have people that are firemen. We have people that are teachers. We have people that work at the hospital that are all part of a very evil, messed up system. This is not conspiracy. This is not. that What I just read in that first few paragraphs or whatever is something that those words about police and all of the different people that are authority, they are... They are responsible for wrongly convicting people of a lot of different things. I, at 4 o'clock this morning when I woke up, this has been a wild, fun day. And at 4 o'clock in the morning, I started te texting with one of the other interviews I did uh, from a guy that was wrongly convicted of a sex crime. And when I and, and you should see the evidence. Like, I, I have no journalistic training at all, but I have this curiosity. So when people send me, like, legal documents, I want to read them. And, and it's amazing to me how these, these authority figures will work together and collude to get what they want done. And it doesn't matter what whose innocent life is at stake. And here's going to CPS. Here's a crazy thing about CPS. And uh, Wesero says, my sister made a CPS report for giving me my children CBD oils to help them with their anxiety and trying to get my sons taken away. I had doctor's reports stating that I could give it all because I didn't want to deal with her drama anymore. Jeez. You know what? CBD is in breast milk. Fun fact. Anyone out there that's criticizing CBD <laughs> is a clueless moron. And here's why I say it is because literally... CBD is in breast milk. It is essential for brain development and bone development and many other things. In fact, most of us as adults have, most of us have a CBD deficiency. I think they're trying to come back. They just need a stronger Wi-Fi. They're frozen again. Move around for me. I, I really do want them to come on. Let's try this. Let's hope for the best here. Say a prayer. For the technology, I really want to finish my rant, too. We'll do that later. Ah, no! It's not working. Dadgummit. I don't know why. Anyway. CBD is essential, and of course, I'm also a cannabis activist, and I'll fight to the death on that because I believe it's God's medicine, and I don't believe that God created a single thing that's bad. I just do, I do believe that man corrupted and that's a problem. Susan says, my babies were taken away from me when I was 19 because I was drugged and raped by the father of my daughter and his friends. Holy freaking crap. Are you kidding me, Susan? Jeez. Listen, I, they keep trying to come back and I don't, I, I, maybe it's the Wi-Fi. I don't know. <laughs> like, I really don't. Anyway. But with CPS, one of the things that blew me away. So when I was doing, I did this really short, uh, like five or six episode broadcast called Live Life Free. Um, and it's when we were working with this trafficking organ, anti-trafficking organization. And one of the things that I learned when I was doing research on human trafficking, let's try it again, was that they look for children that are born with disabilities, 
to take them. Why? Because they're an easy target. Um, and because their body parts and their organs are sold. So this system, like CPS, like I'm sure that some of them have, like, I'm sure they do some good things, but I'm telling you, the nightmares that come out of this are just awful. Let's try it one more time. And, uh, cause I really want you guys to hear the story. It's you got, hold on. I mean, gosh, dang it. This is why I quit going live, by the way. Um, are you using the Chrome browser or on the right? Why? My uh, going back live experience experiment may have been uh, put on hold. <laughs> Dead gummit. So, look. We're going to have to do this all over again. I appreciate you being here. It's rather disappointing because I want them to get their message out because their message deserves to be heard. But this is like, this is a problem. But this is also part of what's happening where the light is now being sh shown on the shadow worlds. All the stuff that they've tried to hide is now all coming out. And get prepared for it. The next few weeks are going to be insane. In fact, the next uh, next week, the next round of Pfizer dumps comes out. Pfizer meaning, you know, the jab manufacturer. The other list of their findings and side effects are about to show up. And I don't know if you saw the other side effects, but there's a reason right now that you should be getting your CD4 and CD8 checks count. CD4 and CD8 counts checked. You should be doing that. This is not conspiracy. As a man living with HIV, I am very well and very educated on this subject. I'm telling you that you, if you've been jabbed and boosted, you need to go get your CD4 and CD8 counts checked. Why? Because it will show you how strong your immune system is. That's what you need to focus on right now. I'll leave all the other words out, but you need to check it. Susan says they keep my babies for a year. See, this system is, is broken. It's broken. And it needs to be fixed. Let's try one more time. Nope, they just disappeared again. <laughs> nope, they're back again. For the love of Jesus, please make this work. No. Okay. Well, that was fun. I don't know what to tell you. I, I, uh, we were talking and everything was working when we set this up. <laughs> Hold on. Let's try. Well, I want to try. I, I have a hard time. Whoa, there you are. Are you there? Can you talk? Nope. She's not working there. Either. It, that Wi-Fi is not good enough. Dadgum. CD4 and CD8. That's right. Go get them checked. In fact, I think most doctors now, if you're going in for a wellness check, I think they're going to make you do it. Can y'all, can you talk? No? No talkie? Ugh. <laughs> oh, Mother Teresa. 
Hmm. Well, I, I oh no, I don't want to do that. I didn't. Can you talk? Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, praise here. the Lord. Okay. Hey, we okay, we got to be professional <laughs> by broadcast. So glad you're here. Now, you're Sarah, correct? I'm Sarah. I'm the the mother of uh the four boys. Sorry, we weren't able to hear anything um from when you first started. Um and That's then this okay. is my mother Carla. Hi, Carla. Hi, I'm going to try logging into the computer again and see if it works. I, uh, we were rebuking Satan and his minions. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm on the computer. Devil. Let's see if it's going to go here. But, um, Still backstage. Yeah. Okay, Let's so we see. can leave it on the computer, but just like. I guess. Oh, the here. phone's back up. Yeah. No. Nope. Oh, you're actually on the screen this time. No, the computer won't work. Okay. Well, all right. We'll kill that. Um, huh? I said, we'll just get rid of that screen then. So, are you there? Just like, <laughs> don't, don't, we're here. Okay. Can you turn the phone the other way for me? Can, so okay. I can see you both? All right. We're ready. We're ready. Okay. Can you turn the phone horizontal so I can see you both? Well, there you go. Nope. That's not going to work then. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I can see you both. Yay. All right. So, Carla. <laughs> Sarah, this is the best we got. No, we're going to go with it. And because this is important. And the fact that social media hasn't killed the feed yet, that's amazing. So we're going to keep going. So, Sarah, why don't you start from the beginning? What the heck happened? Yes. Um, well, it, it started when I went to go and deliver my first son, Isaiah, at Arrowhead Hospital. Um, Dr. Don Jenkins, that my OBGYN, her in the hospital committed medical malpractice. Sorry. Um, my mom can go ahead and go into de more detail because we're on such a time frame because of the internet trouble. But go ahead, mom. Well, what had happened was, um, I think Sarah was 18 or 19 when uh, she was admitted to the hospital to give birth to her first son, Isaiah, like she said. Um, and what we found out from the medical records was that um, the doctor had ordered uh, Sarah to be given Pertocin to um, accelerate her labor. And then uh, we, we found out that um, her doctor had left the hospital to go to another hospital to deliver another baby. And when she was delayed in returning to deliver Sarah's um, son, um, she ordered um, the administ administration of um, tuberlatine sulfate to stop her labor. 
So they were giving me the Pitocin and the the Tibrelatine sulfate at the same time. So it was putting not only myself, my body in shock, but my son also. Right. And then uh, I think she was in labor for like 36 or 30 hours. And um, she was finally taken in for a C-section. Um, but the problem was that Isaiah was actually um, as, asphyxiated in the womb because the umbilical cord was actually wrapped around his neck. Uh, I, th I think it was two or three times. Yeah. So when he was finally um, secretly moved to this special room after the delivery, I peeked through the curtains and I knew, I knew in my heart of hearts that the doctor screwed up. So I was upset, uh, you know, as a mother, as a grandmother. Um, and I, I, I told the doctor, I said, you know what, you better get your checkbook out because you just committed medical malpractice. Well, there were some cuss words involved, but we're not, we're not sure if we're allowed to say those on your show. No, we're not, we're not going <laughs> to cuss. Um, so what uh, Sarah's OBGYN, Dr. Jenkins did was um, she called the social worker at the hospital uh, to provide Sarah with um, emotional support. Um, what we realized over time was that um, the child welfare agency plants these social workers specifically in the hospitals. Um, and that's what we found out later is when they, that's when they started tracking Sarah and Isaiah. Um, Isaiah was after several doctors and neurologists and tests and jumping through all kinds of hoops. We, we finally got a diagnosis um, that Isaiah had um, cerebral palsy and that's a birth injury. He had multiple neurologists because I wanted second opinions. So he had multiple neurologists, uh, multiple therapists, um, you know, pediatricians. Well, initially he was misdiagnosed um, by the medical professionals because they, they actually thought that he was having seizures. Um, so they um, prescribed uh, phenobarbital. And come to find out, um, he wasn't really having any seizures because he went to a neurologist at the... Um, Barrels Neurological Institute, which is a very prominent institute in Arizona. And he also went to neurologist at uh, Phoenix Children's Hospital. But he wasn't having seizures at all. And the doctors also thought that he was blind, but he wasn't blind after all. Um, what he was having, his behaviors that appeared to be seizures were actually tonic spasms. Um, and tonic spasms are involuntary muscle movements from, um, from the cerebral palsy. So, you know, uh, fast forward, um, you know, from the time he was born until he was 14 months old, he was getting doctor's visits, tests, Physical therapy, going through Foundation for the Blind, DDD services. Yeah, he was getting all kinds of services. They were all coming to our home, and we always got really glowing reports that we were doing such a good job. Yeah. Let me ask you something really quick. When all this was going on, did you have like a voice inside your head or like this, like a gut feeling that something was going terribly wrong? Because it seems like 
and correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like this is almost like a cover-up to keep them from getting in trouble for malpractice. Because what they've done, and I'm not a pharmacist and I won't pretend, I play pharmacist with myself sometimes, but because um, I don't trust my doctors. But that said, it, it seems like all of those mistakes that were made during labor are, they know it. And that's in the medical record. So it's almost like they know they've got to cover this up. Is that, is that, was that a, a part of your intuition or that, were all the workers coming to you? At what point did you start to go, something's about to go terribly wrong as if it hadn't already? No, we really didn't. We were so concerned about giving Isaiah the, trying to figure out what was wrong with him right. and make sure that he had, um, you know, real, a, a life full of quality that we had, we uh, we had no clue that something bad was going to happen. Let's put it this way. We had no idea that anything was necessarily <laughs> wrong until we went um, to the TDM, the team decision-making meeting after CPS got called on us because one of the therapists thought that he was having seizures. And so um, we knew something was wrong when that was that day. That was the day when when all hell broke loose. The gates of hell just went wide open and just, just had their way. But um, we, we took all of Isaiah's medical records, everything. I could feel the Holy Spirit right now. Um, and, um, you know, it was bins of stuff, uh, of all his records. And going clear back to his birth records. Right. You know, and the fetal monitoring strip. I got everything. Yeah, and so my mom said one thing that pissed off the CPS supervisor, Rhonda Cash. And Rhonda Cash threw her hands on the table and said, you know what? Your mother's pissed me off. I'm going to take your son and make sure that you never see him again. Well, she told me. That she was never going to see her grandson again. I was never going to see Isaiah again. She was going to make sure I never saw him again. And she told Sarah, she says, I, I don't care what medical documentation you have for Isaiah. We're, I'm, we're, we're taking him because your mom's pissed me off. So those, then, those are her exact words. Yeah. So um, there was a, a um, you, well, you go ahead and finish. Well, Sarah and I were at that office and we didn't bring Isaiah. Um, we left him at home with um, Sarah's older sister. And so all of a sudden we're surrounded by 14 cops and seven police wow. units. Well, we didn't understand why they were there. They didn't tell us why they were there. And after fighting with uh, the police department to get the records from that day, um, someone from that office called the police and lied and said there was a fight at that office and there wasn't a fight uh they just wanted to uh, unlawfully detain us so that they could go to our home and and kidnap isaiah right and then they told uh i was on the phone with uh sarah's older sister her name's erica and erica was just she was just panicked on the phone she said, Mom, they're, they're banging on my door. They're, they're telling me they're going to arrest me and throw me in jail if I don't give them Isaiah. Did they have a warrant? That 
him. That's where it started, you know. Did they, and then, did they have a warrant though? No, no. So, so then, so then they take, they take, they take Isaiah. Well, wait a second. You know, Arizona doesn't use warrants, but the thing oh, is that okay. there was no emergency. There was no probable cause. There was no imminent danger to that child. And there was no extended circumstances. So that's the criteria according to, according to federal law, which gives the child welfare the authority to snatch a child if there is imminent danger or extended circumstances. But there wasn't. So as I, so with going to court, right? We look at the court document that says that the court was making Isaiah a ward of the court to prevent abuse and neglect. So there was never any abuse and neglect, which this then took us down a whole rabbit hole of how they are, they are child trafficking through the foster care system and our government officials like Governor Ducey and Attorney General Mark Burnovich are profiting from it. Our legislators, some of our legislators are actually running their own group home. In my particular case, there is a total of 168 government officials and I'm naming all their names. I want to make sure that they are all held responsible. Okay. Um, I have heard you. Those are those documents you sent me, right? Well, yeah. Well, um, there's a total of 30 cases. Um, right. We've been a lot of advocating for, um, you know, trying to expose the foster care system and these government officials. Um, and we've put together uh, a total of 30 families. Do me a favor really quick. Tell people how CPS, foster care and human trafficking and government officials all intermix to make this work. I was trying to explain it at the very, very beginning when we were trying to get you on. Um, in your words, will you explain how this is happening? Because I wasn't doing a good job of connecting the dots for people. Will you connect those dots? This is one big, well-oiled machine. Yeah. I call it, um, I, I've, I've coined the phrase, it's a state-sanctioned kidnap-for-profit for scheme. What um, they do is, this is how it works, is um, a child is snatched. Um, from a parent under false allegations. A healthy child. Okay. And then they're brought into the court and they're usually in court for about two to two and a half years while that child languishes in foster care. Immediately when they take, when they seize a child, uh, they are looking for an adoptive family. Um, what I found out when I went down this rabbit hole was that um, Arizona's court system, <coughs> excuse me, has a department uh, for uh, specifically for adoptions. Uh, Arizona's Department of Child Safety, which is RCPS, also has a separate department for adoptions. And I went further and found out that children that are taken and put into foster care, there is a special department in the Social Security Administration 
that gives these children brand new social security numbers. Oh, wow. I mean, that is complete fraud because when you only get, when you're born, you only get one social security number. So, you know, it's, Arizona brags because they have the the, world's largest national adoption day. Yeah. So, you know, going further down the rabbit hole, I'm telling you, it is, it is deep. It's very deep. It's so deep because a lot of the children that end up in the foster care system go missing. And these children a good majority of the time are being used for the Hollywood elites, for the adrenochrome, the organ harvesting, the sex trafficking. You know, this goes, this is, that. when I say it's one well-oiled machine, I mean, it all connects together. Yeah. And, you know, I can't just blame the states because our federal government has a lot to do with this. Um, In the Code of Federal Regulations, which is written by... Um, D.C. officials, um, it says in there that children that are wards of the state basically can be used as guinea pigs in medical research. Yeah. Yeah, Governor Ducey, um, he's on the board of directors of TGen, which is a medical research facility that um, does drug trials on foster care children. Phoenix Children's Hospital, they have a contract with the Department of Child Safety for every child that they refer to them, they get $865 per yeah. child. Yeah, see, I mean, every time um, every time I went down the rabbit hole and uh, exposed uh, the criminal organization of Child Protective Services, Arizona has gone to great lengths to hide this information. I found the contract between um, our child welfare system and Phoenix Children's Hospital. Mm -hmm. And Arizona took it off the internet. It's not there anymore, it's gone. As well as all other contracts that um, our child welfare system has with other agencies. And this is in a violation of Stark's law. You know, they, they, the state of Arizona, after they first took Isaiah, they put my name in the central registry for child abuse. Without even giving me a hearing. So now I'm a child abuser for the next 25 years of my life. That didn't even do an investigation. They didn't do an investigation with any of her children. Never came to our, the only time they came to our house was when they used the police to um, take the one of the boys to take the boys. Really quick, um, just to connect it in a different way. If you go watch any of the Jeffrey Epstein documentaries that have been done by Netflix, and I think there's one on HBO, one of the things that they talk about very, very explicitly is the connections to hospitals and universities and the contracts. And so one of the things that was brought up in this Epstein uh, documentary that I watched is how he had a contract, one of his organizations had a contract with a hospital and this is how they were getting some of the children funneled into this system it's everywhere it's not just foster care it's not just orphanages in africa a prime example 
uh, in, in uh, Nigeria, they have factories where this one just got exposed. I just saw this one uh, on YouTube, actually, and this is new. Organ harvesting, child trafficking, human trafficking, labor trafficking. There's a lot of forms of slavery that exist. But sometimes it's not when you think, well, why would they want organs? What? Well, there's the adrenochrome side of it, but there's also the body parts. This sounds disgusting and maybe hard to believe, but there's certain parts of witchcraft and spells that can be done. They need human body parts to mm -hmm. be able to form the spell. And if you think that this is some small, obscure thing, you're kidding yourselves because how many millions of kids and people go missing a year? Like it's an insane millions, a number. And every time you hear of some giant natural disaster, Clinton Foundation and Haiti, prime example. Oh, yeah. Follow that and look at how many people went missing. It wasn't because of the storm. It's because of trafficking. These, there's body parts for sale. They want adrenalized blood. You think I'm crazy about it, but it's in. it's been in news articles for years. For instance, stem cell media in your skincare products. When they're saying stem cells, look at the source that it's coming from. It's, it's, it's like, so this is not this belief of drinking blood and vampire crap. You think vampire facial, <laughs> which I know some doctors, they, they, they talk about what it is, but to think that the concept of drinking or consuming someone's blood is some foreign bullcrap fantasy, you're out of your mind. It's, it's a proven fact that this is real, but what, no one ever asks questions where it all comes from. This is an example. Sorry, ladies, continue. No, you're fine. Um, I, you know, I would just like for your, um, sorry, talking in your face, um, just for your, your listeners to know that me and my mother, we have definitely dedicated our life, um, this, this precious life that God has given us to ending, destroying child trafficking that's happening in not, not only Arizona, but everywhere. Everywhere. And we know that yeah. it's going to be a domino effect. And right now, um, I, I believe that Arizona is the, the hub, the epicenter of this child trafficking. You know, another contract that I uncovered is um, a lot of times um, when parents are going through the process of trying to get their kids back, um, the judge will order that the parents get a psychological evaluation. Well, lo and behold, the good Lord led me to find that contract. And you know what that contract says? It says the court is the client. Yeah. So if the court's the client and the psychiatrist or the psychologist is being paid for by the court, you think that psychologist is going to rule in that parent's favor? I don't think so. Every, I, listen. Uh, Anyone's for, I mean, people are for sale all the time. Yeah. Your judge, your attorney, your doctor, your scientist doing research to, you know, trust science. Oh, it's all for sale. It's all for sale. People are for sale, whether you like to admit it or not. This, the, even the, 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 the judicial, judicial, judicial system as a whole is corrupt. It's not built on truth or, 
God or the word of God or any of that stuff at all. In fact, God says don't swear on anything, including the Bible. And yet, what do they have you do? It's a mockery. It's a rigged system. So continue. Well, these, these aren't even courts of law. They're administrative courts. And we went we went to every single court in Arizona, the, the, the Court of Appeals, the Supreme Court. We went to federal court. We went to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. We even filed documents in the U.S. Supreme Court in D.C. And all these judges... There's a total of 35 judges in my case. Just in her lower court cases. But what these judges do is they just conspire, collude, and cover up the crimes of their buddies. Yeah. They, they don't care about evidence. They don't care about the law. They don't care about justice. And they probably have the Constitution hanging in their bathroom. Well, um, we just filed a notice of claim. Um. You know, we've been fighting for going on 14 years and it's actually 13, thir years. Well, 13, 14, um, May 4th. It'll be exactly 13 years. We're, we're going after their bonds. 16 government agencies, including Governor Ducey and Mark Burnovich. And I would really, really appreciate um, anybody and everyone out there to please share our story and the links that we have because these the Dropbox link contains all the evidence for everyone to see because I have been blocked by the government, um, censored on, I've had several social media platforms silence me. And you know what? No, I got the grace and the mercy from God for and, and put all of this information out there for every eye to see and every ear to hear because it's we the people that are the government now. You know, the government is for the people, by the people. And they tell us, you know, um, when they violate their oath of office by committing crimes, um, they have a bond in place mm -hmm. um, that any person that's been injured or aggrieved can file a claim against their bond. Well, I filed my notice of claim because I am Sarah's durable power of attorney. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I did a, a Freedom of Information Act and got the blanket bond information for the state of Arizona, documented an affidavit declaration of truth and sent it to the government officials, state actors. We actually did get a response from one uh well we got we got a claim at the Arizona risk management that uh, nobody else responded so now they are in default mm -hmm. so now we are entitled to file a insurance claim um against the state of Arizona for the crimes that they committed against our family governor do you see and mark Bernovich know firsthand and they are guilty of high, high, high treason. Because what, what I realized going down the rabbit hole is that the child welfare system is uh, organized crime. It's RICO. Uh, our Arizona well, child welfare system is actually listed on Dun & Bradstreet. They're a privately held company and they have a contract with the state of Arizona. So they are 
for profit. Um, I just looked today and found out that the state of Arizona has over $8 billion in their general fund. You know, I, I do want to put this out here because, you know, two, two years ago before <coughs> we went into lockdown for COVID, I found out um, just recently from John Shattuck, he's a U.S. Navy SEAL, um, he went up against Hillary and he was on Tucker Carlson when the uh, Americans were left out in Afghanistan. Oh, I know this guy. Yeah. Uh, John Shattuck confirmed that President Trump, Ivanka Trump, and Mike Pence all received my case two years ago, but nothing has been done. And I mean, I, I don't know if President Trump has been secretly working on my case, but he, he's he's definitely had my case for two years. And, you know, I, I believe that I'm hoping at least that um, he's really been running a sting operation <laughs> behind the scenes. But I just really wanted to put that out there that, yes, my case, these 30 cases have made it all the way up to President Trump. I, I want to I I say something really quick um, because I, I got this this morning. I felt it in my spirit. I almost did a post about it and I've been sitting on it, waiting on God to confirm. But I, I feel I can feel it keep coming back up. Is that I think you know this because you guys are um, like you guys are about to win. Yeah. But there's a lot of people that are watching or listening or are going to watch or listen that need to hear this because you're you know obviously you know this as well as anybody. You're not the only um, people going through this. Right. But injustices will be made right. There's a lot of people that have been wrongly convicted of crimes. There's been people that have had their children taken for no reason. I mean, look, there are some people that absolutely need their kids taken from them. But this system, I don't know what's worse. But I really, really felt this in my spirit. And again, I don't claim to be a prophet or anything. But all injustices will be made right. And all of the hardship and the pain and the struggle and the time that has been, is, has been taken from you, all of that is going to be restored. Keep fighting. Keep doing what you're supposed to do. And you know what you're supposed to do because you're doing it. Amen. Because you guys, you two specifically, I believe that this is for you. You guys are going to set the path and show the path for other people that all over the world, especially here in the United States. And I look, there's a problem. This is a global problem. It has a different name. But you guys are going to be like the forerunners for other people. And you guys have been in this fight for a long time, like 15, 20 years? Um, 13, 13. 13. Okay. I'm telling you, all that time that you've spent, the suffering, the heartache, and the hardship, all of that is going to be made right. And I don't know how God's going to do it, but God's going to do it. It's not going to come from Trump. It's not going to come from any of that other stuff. It's going to come from God. Like God is going to do miracle for people like for you guys and for other people that are going through something very, very similar. And this includes people that have been wrongly convicted. I feel this so strongly that and because I know there's people right now that are watching, like I can see their names. You guys have been suffering a long time in a, in a lot of different ways, waiting on God. Where are you at, God? Where are you at, God? God's going to show up and show out. Please count on that. Please count on it. So 
I want you to continue, but I did not want to forget saying this to you. This is going to be made right, Carla and Sarah. It's going to be made right. We we believe that. We Sarah and I, of course, you know, I mean, we're... We're, we're a mother-daughter duo. We're bonded, and we've always believed that what this war that we're in is a war of principalities. It's a war between good and evil. Well, yeah, you're you're up against Baal and Moloch and Leviathan. But we've always felt in our heart of hearts that, um, well, I'm sure everyone's heard the saying that um, many are called, but few are chosen. And, oh, I'm not going to cry. You can. As, no, I don't want to. <laughs> as tough as it's been with this battle, we believe that God has allowed us to go through this heartache and trials and tribulation because he knew what we're made of, that we're grounded in his faith and his grace and mercy. And he knew, he knows we're not going to give up, that we're going to continue the fight until the war is won. <laughs> and we're not doing this just for our family. I mean, of course, that's our number one priority is I want my grandson's back. Sure. I want my daughter's motherhood restored that was stolen from her by these criminal state actors. But there's no family out there that that cannot succumb to being their next victim. Right. Which is where I want to go ahead and say to everybody, um, you do not fear the government. You know, God says in the Bible 365 times, fear not. So I don't fear the government. I don't, uh, they're not going to Epstein me. They're not, they're not going to Hillary Clinton me because I got God all the things. But if CPS, if CPS comes and knocks on your door, you need to get out your camera and you need to, you videotape them, get their face in it. I want you to name their names. I want you to get a paper trail, uh, Every phone, every phone conversation, you're turning the camera. Sorry. Um, keep everything documented. All your emails, print them up. Get a big old industrial file. Um, when you go to court, do not sign anything because then you give them the power. You enter into their game. Okay. You do not have to open the door for them. They do not have the um the authority. the authority to come in and search and 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 strip your child down and make sure that um your you know that there's nothing medically going on with them they don't have that power police cannot assist to remove a child um so yeah uh go go, go to the courts get your dockets it's usually put on a cd and put that all over the internet that is that is what you need to but do. You put the, it all over the internet. The important thing is to stop them at the get go. Exactly. Once they knock on your door, if you've got that video camera out, I'm telling you, they're they're gonna run like cockroaches when you turn the light on. But you know what? You have the lion of Judah on the inside of you. Jesus, Lord God Almighty. You know, if God be for us, who dare be against us? So I just hope and pray that that we are all sealed in the blood of Jesus, you know, and I just thank you so much for giving us this platform and, 
giving us this voice. And I hope that God uses this for the, for his glory. I know that he has a massive plan for opening this door and, um, you know, bring it on. I know our, 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 <laughs> you know? our new claim number has two, two, two in it. So yeah, which is, you know, God's in agreement. Um, is that what that means? Arizona, uh, we're, I'm, 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 I'm targeting the head snakes and that's governor Ducey and Mark Burnovich. And it's all going to come down like dominoes. Hey, I want to say something to you guys, too, that I admire a great deal. A lot of this is like trying to fight human trafficking or anything else. Like when you try to do it by yourself, you're really easy to shut up. So all of these anti-human trafficking organizations, until they start working together, unless if they're part of the enemy, because there's a lot of that, too. Oh, yeah. But until they start collaborating... They've got no chance to stop this. Mm -mm. But what you guys have done, and this is why I, I, I love you. And I actually have, I created a uh, barcode for you guys because you're the give, send, go link is okay. no way the audience is going to like be able to decipher that. Um, so I created a QR code. I'm about to put it up for people to donate. But what is special about Carla and Sarah is other than the fact that they're using their voice to fight and they're on the ground, they're doing all the grassroots work, is this. They have gathered other families into the fight that are just as committed to as them. This should be an example for all believers. Quit fighting over doctrine and what you think revelations means and what this means and what that means, and you're not praying right, you're not doing this right. Screw all that. Unite around the love of Jesus Christ. Unite around what Jesus is for us. And what they are doing is being an example of the body of Christ. But they're doing it outside of the church. They're doing it in the trenches. They're getting other families, 30 families collaborating, fighting, and taking this on. This is why they're going to win. This is why they're going to win. And I commend you both for doing it. Well, um... I feel compelled to um, let the audience know that we're doing something even bigger than this. Ooh. We've aligned ourselves with other individuals um, because we are actually taking these cases to the International Criminal Court in The Hague. And those documents are being drawn up as we speak. We're serious when we mean we are going to literally take down with God going before us because it's really him doing it through us. Hallelujah. You know, we're just the willing vessels, but we're really, we're going to, we're going to target every single pedophile, every trafficker, everyone that has ever touched a child. It doesn't matter if they were in office, they're no longer in office. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. We're going to find you. So these cases are going to go to the International Criminal Court over in The Hague um, soon. But keep us in your prayers, everyone. We're going to be praying for you. And really quick, everybody, um, I'm going to put this up really quick for you guys to see. All you have to so, do is scan. Do what? No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll, I'll wait. That's the QR code. 
that'll go to their Give Sin Go account. Um, one of their friends created a fundraiser for them, and you can scan this barcode and go directly to Give Sin Go and make a donation to them. Would you tell everybody what this is for? Well, in this battle that we're in, uh, every time Sarah and I gain ground, we look at each other and we say, okay, be prepared because Satan's going to attack us. And he does. Mm -hmm. And, you know, 13 years is a very long time to continue fighting for truth and justice and righteous judgment from God. But we're at the point where we're really strapped. I'm, I had a heart attack in October oh. and I'm retired now because I'm an old lady, but I'm, I, I'm still kicking. I'm a still above ground. Uh, and Sarah, I'm being treated for broken heart syndrome. And, and she's challenged really? because she's on the central registry labeled as a child abuser. So it's really impossible for her to get a regular job. Broken heart syndrome, can it can kill you. It mimics a heart attack. Oh, um, I have a friend that has it. I know. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, our landlord, we've lived here in the same house for five years, and our landlord, like every other landlord out there, has decided to raise the rent. So, we're just, we're, we're just, we're Long struggling story right short, now. We can't make our rent this month, and our vehicle, um, you know, is a 2006 and the catalytic converter went out and they no, they no longer make the parts. So we're on borrowed time right now. <laughs> we're, we're hanging on to the garment of Jesus. Like, no. I, mean, so, <laughs> you know? I mean, God's been good to us, you know, all, never these, let us down. all these years. Um, you know, we're just kind of, I guess, like Sarah said, at the end of the road, it's the spirit of oppression and the spirit of lack that is attacking us. I rebuke And that. there's fear involved, you know, because... Yeah, fear. I mean, at my age, I don't want to be living out of my car or living in the streets. And, you know, we just want to make... You, we just would like to raise enough money. I mean, we're very frugal. You know, I mean, we shop at the Goodwill, at the dollar store. Sometimes I'll go dumpster diving. Yeah. <laughs> if it looks worth it. We my do. wife, too, well, by the way. <laughs> I'm saying, hey, I'm just being honest. No, and it's, it, but you know what? I believe that God rewards that because you're not giving up. You're being grateful for what you do have and you're fighting the fight. It's not just, you're not fighting for yourselves. Like, again, you brought in 30 other families. Like, that's leadership. That is kingdom. That's the definition of kingdom, what you are doing. Well, and back so in I'm going to put the link up again for everybody, but I, I I believe with all my heart that you guys are going to get everything that you need and more. Amen. I believe I received. You know, back in 2015, we we had five families, and then five years later, now we have a total of 30 families. So, yeah. I know that there's more families out there, but you know, I would tell them don't fear. You know, they tried to, Arizona judges tried to throw me in jail. And, and you know, when I would report the abuse of, of my child while in, while in foster care, they would, you know, sanction me in court. Um, I'd lose my visits. 
they'll literally try anything, but you have to be strong enough. And if you're not strong enough, you need to go to God um, and just know that it's okay to have a day or several days where you feel like you've got to give up. But the most important thing is that, you know, a righteous man falls seven times and rises seven times and weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. That means that, you know, God's going to bring us through this. I didn't mean to interrupt you, mom. Sorry. No. And, and I have those days where I tell Sarah, you know, um, I need to pray. We need to pray because I feel that my faith is dwindling and, you know, I mean, I, ha I do have those moments. I'm still human, but I want to let your listeners know that, and, and I should have mentioned this earlier, but when the child welfare system, when those workers come in and take your children, they have no intention of giving them back. They're not going to reunify your family. Um, when the judge unlawfully and illegally took Sarah's parental rights away from um, Isaiah and her second son, Freddie, um, he wrote in there that part of the reason why he was terminating her parental rights was because the children were adoptable. Yeah, And then I had another judge say that, you know, that it was with, with her third son, yeah. Josiah, the order writes terminating mother's parental rights will speed up the adoption process. When Sarah that. went to court before Judge Joan Sinclair with her fourth son, Jaden, Sarah was telling the judge in court, you know, about her fiduciary duty to be a trustee of law, the law and justice. And this made Judge Sinclair really mad. And she told Sarah, she says, I'm going to change the case plan to separate and adoption. And Sarah says, well, where's the evidence to, to do that? And you know what the judge told Sarah? It's what? not a matter of evidence, ma'am. And, and, and that's on a recording. It's pretty crazy to, to, you know, wonder why. And then you have like government officials asking you, well, what makes you so special of why they came after you and why there's so many government officials involved? I don't know. Um, let me, let me just figure that out, you know, but I don't know why there's 35 judges in my case. I don't know why I went through 13 lawyers, but I do know that we went to go get, you know, search for other lawyers outside and, um, they're no all, one, no one, no one will touch my case. They're all, they all owe an allegiance to the, the crown and they're all bought and paid for. If they're not bought and paid for then they're, um, threatened. We were just trying to get, um, my, my, the, these 30 cases into the hands of Lynn Woods. So if anybody, um, can help us get in contact with whoever's in charge because we know it's not Biden. So if like, a, you know, cause I, <laughs> it's not Biden. Um, um <laughs> yeah. But if there's anybody that, that knows someone that has that power right now that can get sign an executive order to bring my sons home or that can get me on the Stu Peters, um, show or, you know, Alex Jones or, um, Joe Rogan, whom I, I mean, I'm willing to go as, 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 as far deep and wide as possible. I want all of this evidence exposed and shared all over the internet 
sorry, I don't mean to keep babbling. I'm gonna just we we want to make sure that another child and another family is not destroyed. Um, right. So the more help that we get, the more exposure that we get, the better. I mean, if anyone has any questions about how to go after the bonds of the state, you know, they can certainly contact me. Um, there's actually a website that has a lot of good information. It's called bonds. That's with a plural B O N D S for the win dot com. Um, the thing I like about that website, they're, they're incomplete, but they have a lot of the statutes for every single state to go after the bond, but they instruct people on there to write a letter of intent. And then they don't give you any instructions after that, other than, you know, to write a letter of intent and and do the freedom of information act to get uh you know a copy of the insurance we didn't do that i kind of created my own process um I, we wrote the affidavit declarations of truth and then we give them x number of days to respond if they don't then we send them uh, a notice notice of default in dishonor and then we're actually this is going to happen tomorrow because uh, the deadline is up and I'm going to file a claim with their insurance company tomorrow the, with the blanket bond of Arizona. So, I mean, you feel free to give my email address uh, to anybody that would like help on, on going after their state for the criminal activity of taking their children. Oh, and, you know, just to let everybody else know, um, Wendy Rogers and Kelly Townsend, Senator Kelly Townsend and Senator Farnsworth have known about my case. Um, Kelly Townsend, she was actually um, threatened and she had to buy a gun and her tires were slashed for um, helping my case. I just wanted to add that, you know, because she didn't go and make a report to, to the FBI or nothing. Yeah, we even went to the FBI and, and the FBI um, didn't do anything. Oh, Timothy Helmseth, uh, Timothy Helmseth with the Pentagon, he did three articles on my case. Wow. Well, listen, um, anything and everything that we can do to help get this message out, and again, everyone that's watching and listening now, whether it's replay, live, or whatever it may be, uh, you can go to livemana.org, and you'll be able to see uh, the media kit that we create on this episode. It'll have the transcript and everything, but it'll also have links to all of the evidence that they're speaking about. I'm going to embed that in there. Uh, you'll be able to see it, see for yourself um, and see what they're talking about because the evidence is there. It, in fact, it's exhaustive. So it's all there. Uh, this is a legitimate. This is legitimate. This is not a there's nothing about this that's BS and they can prove it. So we'll have that media kit, all of these documents and the evidence that she wants passed around the Internet. You'll be able to find that on webmana.org, um, basically in a couple hours. And uh, I, guys, I, Carla, Sarah, I'm so grateful for your courage and your fight. Um, really quick, I'm going to put this back up. Uh, folks, if you can donate into, into their cause, um, they are fighting the fight. They're fighting a fight on behalf of a lot of different people. And sometimes 
This kind of stuff does not get enough attention. So if you can donate anything to help support their cause. And again, they are not lone wolfing this. They're not just trying to take the fight to them for themselves. They've gathered 30 other families that are in the same exact situation. And I would expect that this is going to grow and grow and grow until something is done about it. But I believe everything that I said before that God is going to make all of this right. So, uh, ladies, I'm so grateful for your time. Thank you for being here. And I look forward to talking to you again and getting an update. Well, I just want to say that I appreciate uh, you having us on today. And I can tell you that just by being on invited to your show, we know that God is in the details. Oh, yeah. God is in the details. Watch. Oh, you'll see. He's He doesn't do things just for one thing. He's got several reasons for this. <laughs> and we're, we're going to see. Amen. Well, God bless you, ladies. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Joshua. You have a good Bye. day. God bless. Gosh. I couldn't even imagine. Um, again, I admire the fact that they're not going at this. Like It seems like every one of these fights, the people that are trying to fight child abuse, the people that are trying to fight human trafficking, the people that are trying to fight you know, organ harvesting and uh, even even labor trafficking. And there's so many different like levels to trafficking. But they're all trying to fight by themselves or they start a nonprofit. But, you know, nonprofit. Look, we're a we're a nonprofit. Like we like we're a nonprofit. So I know how tough it is to to do that, to be a nonprofit and survive. But what I love about them is that they've gathered, they did the work, and they've created something that is gathering the attention of other people going through the same things. And like, and I don't know if it's all just in Arizona, if it's national, but if you are in this situation or you are in the fight at all with CPS, and I know several of you are, because based off the, the messages I've been getting about this interview, Contact them. Reach out to them. If you don't know how to get a hold of them, reach out to me. I'll connect you. But you'll, you again, you can go to livemana.org. You'll be able to see their contact information and everything else. Um, but this level of corruption is something that's got to be stopped. But again, if you expose this, does the whole house of cards crumble? Because when people see how this is all interconnected, and it's this spider web of interconnectivity. It's like a, it's a self-contained ecosystem of evil. What we want to do with the Live Mono Worldwide Foundation and the Live Mono Network, the digital Noah's Ark, is to create a different kind of ecosystem. A self-contained ecosystem of people that speak truth, that fight for truth, that fight for what's right, that want to spread the love of Jesus. And again, whether you're a believer or not, wouldn't you say the love of Jesus would be pretty awesome? So anyway, I like this. I like what this is about. I believe they're on the right path. And I believe that God, for all of you out there, all of the injustices that have been done to you, being falsely accused, wrongly convicted, 
having your freedoms taken, having your kids taken, whatever it may be, all injustice will be made right. And it's happening faster than a lot of people can even comprehend. And no, I'm no Q movement guy. Don't get me started on that. That said, I do believe that all evil is about to be exposed. Everything that's been hidden hidden in the dark will be revealed. And we're coming up on it quickly. So if you can, I'm going to give it one more time. If you can do anything to support them, please do. Just scan that barcode. You'll go right to the the website. And uh, thank you all for being here. God bless you. Please share this out. And again, if you're just now joining us, the first part of the broadcast, we had trouble (laughs) getting them connected. Uh, But thank God we did. So God bless you. Thank you for being here. And I uh, speak blessings over all, over your life. And, um, you know, one other thing, and one last thing I want to say. Now is the time to bet on you. And when I say bet on you, I'm saying bet on what God created you to do. You know it in your spirit. You know what you were born to do. You know what you were called to do. Now is the time to do it. Because everything of this world that we've put our faith our values, our trust, our hope, all of that stuff, all of it's going away. All of it, including the financial system. And I'm not saying this to spread fear because she said it pretty clearly. It says in the Bible, I forgot the exact number of times, but a lot. Do not fear. Fear, when you remove fear, the devil has nothing. The devil doesn't exist when you don't have fear. I'm not saying the devil doesn't exist, but he will not exist in your life if you have no fear, if you put all of your hope and faith in the Lord. And if the Lord says, do not fear, guess what? I'm not going to fear. Financial insecurity, insecurity over your situation, like, in other words, getting your kids back from CPS, saving a child from human trafficking, defeating a disease, Put all of your hope and faith in the Lord. I'm telling you, it's worth it. And he will make a way when there seems like no way. And I'm not trying to sound like a preacher, but I'm telling you right now, my life, the last six years of my life, has been proof of that. And he will do it for you if you let him. Thank you for watching. God bless you. And uh, we'll see you next time.